Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 102. This week we're going to read the books of James, 1 Peter, and 2 Peter. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we read these practical things about our Christian life, we pray that we would want to put Christ into practice in our lives, that we should act as the way that we proclaim. We pray that you would help us to be real in our lives and show that we do love you in everything that we do. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. The letter from James, chapter 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are in the dispersion, greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into various temptations, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, without any doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven by the wind and tossed. For that man shouldn't think that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. But let the brother in humble circumstances glory in his high position, and the rich in that he is made humble, because like the flower in the grass he will pass away. For the sun arises with the scorching wind and withers the grass, and the flower in it falls, and the beauty of its appearance perishes. So the rich man will also fade away in his pursuits. Blessed is a person who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord promised to those who love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God can't be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own lust and enticed. Then the lust, when it has conceived, bears sin. The sin, when it is full grown, produces death. Don't be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift, every perfect gift, is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom can be no variation, no turning shadow. Of his own will he gave birth to us, by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. So then, my beloved brothers, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man doesn't produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, putting away all filthiness and overflowing of wickedness, receive with humility the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not only hearers, deluding your own selves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man looking at his natural face in a mirror, for he sees himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of freedom and continues, not being a hearer who forgets, but a doer of the work, this man will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks himself to be religious, while he doesn't bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this man's religion is worthless. Pure religion and undefiled before our God and Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, 
and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Chapter 2 My brothers, don't hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ of glory with partiality. For if a man with a gold ring and fine clothing comes into your synagogue, and a poor man in filthy clothing also comes in, and you pay special attention to him who wears the fine clothing and say, Sit here in a good place, and you tell the poor man, Stand there, or sit by my footstool. Haven't you shown partiality among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, didn't God choose those who are poor in this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Don't the rich oppress you and personally drag you before the courts? Don't they blaspheme the honorable name by which you are called? However, if you fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin, being convicted by the law as transgressors. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. For he who said, Do not commit adultery, also said, Do not commit murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery but murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak, and so do, as men who are to be judged by a law of freedom. For judgment is without mercy to him who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. What good is it, my brothers, if a man says he has faith but has no works? Can faith save him? And if a brother or sister is naked and in lack of daily food, and one of you tells them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, yet you didn't give them the things the body needs, what good is it? Even so faith if it has no works, is dead in itself. Yes, a man will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. The demons also believe and shudder. But do you want to know, vain man, that faith apart from works is dead? Wasn't Abraham our father justified by works? and that he offered up Isaac his son on the altar? You see that faith worked with his works, and by works faith was perfected. So the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him as righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that by works a man is justified, and not only by faith. In the same way, wasn't Rahab the prostitute also justified by works, and that she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, even so faith apart from works is dead. Chapter 3 Let not many of you be teachers, my brothers, knowing that we will receive heavier judgment. For we all stumble in many things. Anyone who doesn't stumble in word is a perfect person, able to bridle the whole body also. Indeed, we put bits into the horses' mouths, so that they may obey us, and we guide their whole body. Behold, the ships also, though they are so big, and are driven by fierce winds, are yet guided by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot desires. So the tongue is also a little member, and boasts great things. 
see how a small fire can spread to a large forest and the tongue is a fire the world of iniquity among our members is the tongue which defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by gehenna for every kind of animal bird creeping thing and sea creature is tamed and has been tamed by mankind but nobody can tame the tongue it is a restless evil full of deadly poison with it we bless our god and father and with it we curse men who are made in the image of god out of the same mouth comes blessing and cursing my brothers these things ought not to be so does a spring send out from the same opening fresh and bitter water can a fig tree my brothers yield olives or vine figs thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh water who is wise and understanding among you let him show by his good conduct that his deeds are done in gentleness of wisdom but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart don't boast and don't lie against the truth this wisdom is not that which comes down from above but is earthly sensual and demonic for where jealousy and selfish ambition are there is confusion in every evil deed but the wisdom that is from above is first pure then peaceful gentle reasonable full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace chapter four where do wars and fightings among you come from don't they come from your pleasures that war in your members you lust and don't have you murder and covet and can't obtain you fight and make war you don't have because you don't ask you ask and don't receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures you adulterers and adulteresses don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward god whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of god or do you think that the scripture says in vain the spirit who lives in us yearns jealously but he gives more grace therefore it says god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble be subject therefore to god resist the devil and he will flee from you draw near to god and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners purify your hearts you double-minded lament mourn and weep let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom humble yourselves in the sight of the lord and he will exalt you don't speak against one another brothers he who speaks against a brother and judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law but if you judge the law you are not a doer of the law but a judge only one is the lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy but who are you to judge another come now you who say today or tomorrow let's go into this city and spend a year there trade and make a profit whereas you don't know what your life will be like tomorrow for what is your life for you are a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away for you ought to say if the lord wills we will both live and do this or that but now you glory in your boasting all such boasting is evil to him therefore who knows to do good and doesn't do it to him it is sin chapter five 
Come now, you rich. Weep and howl for your miseries that are coming on you. Your riches are corrupted, and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and your silver are corroded, and their corrosion will be for a testimony against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have laid up your treasure in the last days. Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you have kept back by fraud, cry out, and the cries of those who reaped have entered into the ears of the Lord of armies. You have lived in luxury on the earth and taken your pleasure. You have nourished your hearts as in a day of slaughter. You have condemned, you have murdered the righteous one. He doesn't resist you. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. Behold, the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient over it, until it receives the early and late rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Don't grumble, brothers, against one another, so that you won't be judged. Behold, the judge stands at the door. Take, brothers, for an example of suffering and of perseverance, the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we call them blessed who endured. You have heard of the perseverance of Job, and have seen the Lord in the outcome, and how the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. But above all things, my brothers, don't swear, not by heaven, or by the earth, or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes, and your no no, so that you don't fall into hypocrisy. Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any cheerful? Let him sing praises. Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the assembly, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will heal him who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven." Confess your offenses to one another, and pray for one another, that you may be healed. The insistent prayer of a righteous person is powerfully effective. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it didn't rain on the earth for three years and six months. He prayed again, and the sky gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Brothers, if any among you wanders from the truth, and someone turns him back, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death, and will cover a multitude of sins. Peter's First Letter Chapter 1 Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the chosen ones who are living as foreigners in the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Mythenia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in sanctification of the Spirit, that you may obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood. Grace to you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an incorruptible an undefiled inheritance that doesn't fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who, by the power of God, are guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved in various trials, that the proof of your faith, which is more precious than gold that perishes even though it is tested by fire, 
may be found to result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, not having known, you love. In him, though now you don't see him, yet believing, you rejoice greatly with joy that is unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets sought and searched diligently. They prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching for who or what kind of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, pointed to, when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow them. To them it was revealed that they served not to themselves, but to you, in these things which now have been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent out from heaven, which things angels desire to look into. Therefore prepare your minds for action. Be sober, and set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, as children of obedience, not conforming yourselves according to your former lusts, as in your ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, you yourselves also be holy in all of your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. If you call on him as father, who without respect of persons judges according to each man's work, pass the time of your living as foreigners here in reverent fear, knowing that you were redeemed, not with corruptible things, with silver or gold, from the useless way of life handed down from your fathers, but with precious blood, as of a lamb without blemish or spot, the blood of Christ, who was foreknown, indeed, before the foundation of the world, but was revealed in this last age for your sake, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing you have purified your souls in your obedience to the truth, through the Spirit in sincere brotherly affection, love one another from the heart fervently, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and remains forever. For all flesh is like grass, and all of man's glory like the flower in the grass. The grass withers and its flower falls, but the Lord's word endures forever. This is the word of good news, which was preached to you. Chapter 2 Putting away, therefore, all wickedness, all deceit, hypocrisies, envies, and all evil speaking, as newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word, that with it you may grow, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, coming to him a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God, precious. You also, as living stones, are built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ, because it is contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, chosen and precious. He who believes in him will not be disappointed. For you who believe, therefore, is the honor, but for those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stumbling stone and a rock of offense. For they stumble at the word, being disobedient, to which also they were appointed. But you, 
are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. In the past you were not a people, but now are God's people, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Beloved, I beg you as foreigners and pilgrims to abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having good behavior among the nations, so in that of which they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works which they see, glorify God in the day of visitation. Therefore, subject yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors as sent by him for vengeance on evildoers and for praise to those who do well. For this is the will of God, that by well-doing you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, and not using your freedom for a cloak of wickedness, but as bondservants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be in subjection to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the wicked. For it is commendable if someone endures pain, suffering unjustly because of conscience toward God. But what glory is it if, when you sin, you patiently endure beating? But if, when you do well, you patiently endure suffering, this is commendable with God. For you were called to this, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving you an example, that you should follow his steps. Who didn't sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was cursed, he didn't curse back. When he suffered, he didn't threaten but committed himself to him who judges righteously. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live to righteousness. You were healed by his wounds, for you were going astray like sheep, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Chapter 3 In the same way, wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, so that, even if any don't obey the word, they may be won by the behavior of their wives without a word, seeing your pure behavior in fear. Let your beauty be not just the outward adorning of braiding the hair and of wearing jewels of gold or of putting on fine clothing, but in the hidden person of the heart, in the incorruptible adornment of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. For this is how, in the past, the holy women, who hoped in God, also adorned themselves, being in subjection to their own husbands. So Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose children you now are, if you do well, and are not put in fear by any terror. You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives according to knowledge, giving honor to the woman, as to the weaker vessel, as also being joint heirs of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. Finally, all of you be like-minded, compassionate, loving as brothers, tender-hearted, courteous, not rendering evil for evil or insult for insult, but instead blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days 
Let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now who will harm you if you become imitators of that which is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. Don't fear what they fear, neither be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Always be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you a reason concerning the hope that is in you, with humility and fear, having a good conscience. Thus, while you are spoken against as evildoers, they may be disappointed who curse your good way of life in Christ. For it is better, if it is God's will, that you suffer for doing well than for doing evil, because Christ also suffered for sins once, the righteous for the unrighteous that he might bring you to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit, in whom he also went and preached to the spirits in prison, who before were disobedient when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, while the ship was being built. In it few, that is, eight souls, were saved through water. This is a symbol of baptism which now saves you, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is at the right hand of God, having gone into heaven, angels and authorities and powers being made subject to him. Chapter 4 Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that you no longer should live for the rest of your time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our pastime doing the desire of the Gentiles, and having walked in lewdness, lusts, drunken binges, orgies, carousings, and abominable idolatries. They think it is strange that you don't run with them into the same excess of riot, blaspheming. They will give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead, for to this end the good news was preached even to the dead, that they might be judged indeed as men in the flesh, but live as to God in the Spirit. But the end of all things is near. Therefore be of sound mind, self-controlled, and sober in prayer. And above all things be earnest in your love among yourselves, for love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each has received a gift, employ it in serving one another, as good managers of the grace of God in its various forms. If anyone speaks, let it be, as it were, the very words of God. If anyone serves, let it be as of the strength which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, don't be astonished at the fiery trial which has come upon you to test you, as though a strange thing happened to you. But because you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, rejoice, that at the revelation of his glory you may also rejoice with exceeding joy. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the Spirit of glory and of God rests on you. On their part he is blasphemed, but on your part he is glorified. For let none of you suffer as a murderer, or a thief, or an evildoer, or a meddler in other men's matters. 
But if one of you suffers for being a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For the time has come for judgment to begin with the household of God. If it begins first with us, what will happen to those who don't obey the good news of God? If it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will happen to the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let them also who suffer according to the will of God, in doing good, entrust their souls to him, as to a faithful creator. Chapter 5 Therefore I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and who will also share in the glory that will be revealed, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, exercising the oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily, not for dishonest gain, but willingly, not as lording it over those entrusted to you, but making yourselves examples to the flock. When the chief shepherd is revealed, you will receive the crown of glory that doesn't fade away. Likewise, you younger ones, be subject to the elder. Yes, all of you clothe yourselves with humility, to subject yourselves to one another, for... God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your worries on him, because he cares for you. Be sober and self-controlled. Be watchful. Your adversary the devil walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Withstand him steadfast in your faith knowing that your brothers who are in the world are undergoing the same sufferings. But may the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a little while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Through Sylvanus, our faithful brother, as I consider him, I have written to you briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God in which you stand. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, greets you. So does Mark, my son. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace be to all of you who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Paul's Second Letter, Chapter 1 Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a like precious faith with us in the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and virtue, by which he has granted to us his precious and exceedingly great promises through those you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world by lust. Yes, and for this very cause, adding on your part all diligence, in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in moral excellence, knowledge, and in knowledge, self-control, and in self-control, perseverance, and in perseverance, godliness, and in godliness, brotherly affection and in brotherly affection, love. For if these things are yours and abound, they make you to not be idle or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is blind, seeing only what is near. 
having forgotten the cleansing from his old sins. Therefore, brothers, be more diligent to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. For thus you will be richly supplied with the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I will not be negligent to remind you of these things, though you know them and are established in the present truth. I think it right, as long as I am in this tent, to stir you up by reminding you, knowing that the putting off of my tent comes swiftly, even as our Lord Jesus Christ made clear to me. Yes, I will make every effort that you may always be able to remember these things even after my departure. For we didn't follow cunningly devised fables when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. We heard this voice come out of heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. We have the more sure word of prophecy, and you do well that you heed it, as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of private interpretation, for no prophecy ever came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke, being moved by the Holy Spirit. Chapter 2 But false prophets also arose among the people, as false teachers will also be among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, denying even the master who bought them, bringing on themselves swift destruction. Many will follow their immoral ways, and as a result the way of the truth will be maligned. In covetousness they will exploit you with deceptive words, whose sentence, now from of old, doesn't linger, and their destruction will not slumber. For if God didn't spare angels when they sinned, but cast them down to Tartus, and committed them to pits of darkness to be reserved for judgment, and didn't spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah with seven others, a preacher of righteousness, when he brought a flood on the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, having made them an example to those who would live in an ungodly way, and delivered righteous Lot, who was very distressed by the lustful life of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them was tormented in his righteous soul from day to day, was seeing and hearing lawless deeds. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation, and to keep the righteous under punishment for the day of judgment, but chiefly those who walk after the flesh in the lust of defilement and despise authority. Daring, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries, whereas angels though greater in might and power, don't bring a railing judgment against them before the Lord. But these, as unreasoning creatures, born natural animals to be taken and destroyed, speaking evil in matters about which they are ignorant, will in their destroying surely be destroyed, receiving the wages of unrighteousness, people who count it pleasure to revel in the daytime, spots and defects, reveling in their deceit while they feast with you having eyes full of adultery, and who don't cease from sin, enticing unsettled souls, having a heart trained in greed, children of cursing, forsaking the right way. They went astray, having followed the way of Balaam the son of Beor, who loved the wages of wrongdoing. But he was rebuked for his own disobedience. 
a mute donkey spoke with a man's voice and stopped the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds driven by a storm, for whom the blackness of darkness has been reserved forever. For, uttering great swelling words of emptiness, they entice, in the lusts of the flesh, by licentiousness, those who are indeed escaping from those who live in error, promising them liberty, while they themselves are bondservants of corruption. For a man is brought into bondage by whatever overcomes him. For if, after they have escaped the defilement of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in it and overcome, the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would be better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb, the dog turns to his own vomit again, and the sow that is washed to wallowing in the mire. Chapter 3 This is now, beloved, the second letter that I have written to you, and in both of them I stir up your sincere mind by reminding you that you should remember the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that in the last days mockers will come, walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For, from the day that the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly forget, that there were heavens from of old, and an earth formed out of water, and amid water by the word of God, by which means the world that existed then, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens that exist now, and the earth, by the same word, have been stored up for fire, being reserved against the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But don't forget this one thing, beloved, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slow concerning his promise, as some count slowness, but he is patient with us, not wishing that anyone should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fervent heat, and the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be destroyed like this, what kind of people ought you to be in holy living and godliness, looking for and earnestly desiring the coming of the day of God, which will cause the burning heavens to be dissolved, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. But according to his promise, we look for new heavens and new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, seeing that you look for these things, be diligent to be found in peace, without defect and blameless in his sight. Regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also, according to the wisdom given to him, wrote to you as also in all of his letters, speaking in them of these things. In those, there are some things that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unsettled twist, as they also do to the other scriptures, to their own destruction. You therefore, beloved, knowing these things beforehand, beware, lest being carried away with the error of the wicked you fall from your own steadfastness but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever.
Amen. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.